It is Susie Ashworth here, and I have a question for you. Would you like to get a copy of my Sunday Times best-selling book, Infinite Receiving, Crack the Code to Conscious Wealth Creation for free? If so, listen up. I am on the biggest of missions. It is my desire that this book gets into the hands of 100,000 humans, which is such a crazy number. It's something like 0.4% of all books that have ever been created will ever sell 100,000 copies. So we are aiming big and I'm here for it and I want you to be here for it too. So part of our vision is to make it as easy as possible for you to get hold of this book, for you to share this book with your friends. And so guess what? You can get the book for free. I will pay for it for you. All you need to do is just pay the postage. Yes, you heard that correctly. And what's going to happen when you receive your free book is that I am also going to give you the Infinite Receiving Hypno Activation. So this is designed to work alongside the meditations that you receive in the book. And I want to kickstart your ability to receive more infinitely now. So you get that with the Hypno Activation. You will also receive the exclusive five-week course that I created to celebrate the launch of Infinite Receiving, the book. And so what you will find is in this condensed course, which actually it's six weeks because I've included a Q&A session, which is amazing. What you will find in those weeks is a real deep dive into what I teach in the book. So the value of that is £497. It is amazing. It was such a joy to deliver. And on top of that, you are going to receive 21 days complimentary access to the Infinite Receivers Members Club. So not only am I releasing trainings in there every single month, so depending on what point you join the membership, there will be months and months of trainings that you will be able to access for free in those 21 days. And I also have a channel called Daily Devotion, where I come in every single day and leave you a training. Sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the evening, sometimes it's in the afternoon. But That training is designed to inspire you, to remind you, to be an anchor for the mindset that you need to have, the lens that you get to look at the world through in order to amplify, elevate, and accelerate your receiving journey. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. You get all of this for free when you say yes to getting the free book. Like literally all you have to do is pay for postage. So I couldn't make it any easier. And what I want you to do is for you to grab a book and for you to tell a friend to grab a book. Let's get this into 100,000 hands. 
And all you need to do to claim your free book is go to susieashworth.com forward slash book for free. That easy. So susieashworth.com forward slash book for free to claim your brand new free copy of Infinite Receiving. Crack the code to conscious wealth creation and finally manifest your dream life. This is the Infinite Receiving Podcast, helping conscious leaders tap into a wealth of abundance across all areas of your life and business. I'm Susie Ashworth, and I'll be sharing with you how you can upgrade your reality through quantum transformation because you are ready for infinite receiving. Hello, 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 you gorgeous human being. It is Susie Ashworth here, and you are listening to the Infinite Receiving Podcast. And I am coming at you today following the week of my freaking book launch, which is quite wild, actually. On reflection, I almost feel like last week was the longest week in the whole entire world. There was so much that we did, like I did. I did as an individual, we did as a team. And when I look back, I can't believe that it was only last week because there are so many stories I could tell you about how I was feeling, what I did, what my experience was like. It's just wild. But you are now officially talking to a two times published author, which is also a really incredible thing to be able to say. I feel really deeply proud that this, my work, is now out in the world, not just once, but twice. So this feels just super incredible. And one of the questions that has been asked is, does it feel like a little bit of an anticlimax? And one I feel like, actually, when it comes to manifesting, I learned very early on in my co-creation career that we always want to have a goal beyond the goal so that once we've hit the goal, we're not in that no man's land of what is next. And that has always been super helpful to me. And with the book, it really occurred to me as I was launching it, as in on the actual publication day, is that this is really like having a baby. You know, it's very easy to get completely fixated on your Labor Day only to realize that you are going to be bringing up a child for the rest of your living years. That is what occurred to me on book publication day. And so that in and of itself meant that there was no big anticlimax, actually, because I realized that whatever we were doing on that day was just the beginning. And who I choose to be in relation to the book is also something that I fixated on. I had to fixate on in the writing of the book. So this episode, 
I am going to be sharing with you some of my top tips and takeaways that I want you to consider when you are writing your book. If you ever have the desire, these are the things that I want you to bear in mind. I was really fortunate to be able to be on a masterclass with a guy called Charlie Hohen. And he has worked with some of the biggest names in the business when it comes to creating like a million sales. And very few authors do that. People like Mark Manson with the subtle art of not giving a fuck. David Goggins, Can't Catch Me. Is that is that what it's called? Can't Catch Me? I'm not sure what it's called, but the David Goggins book. Seth Godin. Like he's worked with some of the biggest hitters and he has seen patterns of behavior required in the writing and then in not so much the launching, but the longevity and the legacy created by these big books. And what was really beautiful is listening to him actually was really affirming. I had inadvertently done some, not all, some of the things that he was stating. Now I say that with a real big caveat. This is not me sat here saying, I am going to sell a million books because I followed this blueprint. I am not saying that, but there was something about the mindset behind how I had created this book that was really affirming to hear him saying, this is the mindset of successful. And so whether it's this book, another book, I really genuinely feel that I've got another two books in me. Whether it's this book or a subsequent book, it was super helpful to know that I'm on the right track and I want to share that track with you today. So if you followed along when I was writing, you will have heard me have several existential crises. Like, I don't think it's good enough. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. We have to rewrite this. We need to start this again. Like, Even when I recorded the audiobook, I was like, it's not good enough. And how I moved through all of those moments was to remember one thing. I was writing this book with one person in mind. So I want you to write that down or take a mental note. Write your book with one person in mind. This is classic, classic marketing 101. Like when you're writing a course, when you're writing a book, when you're writing a song, you're not trying to write it for millions. You're trying to write it to touch the heart of one person. Because when we speak to one person, we can be very, very specific. And like counterintuitively, when we are more specific speaking to one person, we actually are able to connect with way more people. Because when we are general with the idea of this is going to be a mass market book, the stories are less specific. That self-identification piece, like, oh my God, it's like she's in my head. Oh my goodness. They have said everything that I have experienced. You don't get that when you go general. So when I wrote this book, how I managed to actually finish it was to make the decision I was writing the book for me. It was going to be my Bible, my manual, And I would go through it again and again and again and again, knowing that if I am able to embody everything that I have shared in this book, because in the book I say some of these things I've really mastered and others I'm sharing with you from a place of these are tools that have really helped me, but I am not in expert status yet. That's the tools. And then, of course, every time 
we evolve, every time we go to another level, there is another level of love that we get to unlock. There is another level of greatness. And so this work is perpetual and ongoing. And so my viewpoint was, Susie, if you are the only person who ever reads this book, but you understand and you master living from the pillar of infinite love, you master living from the pillar of infinite greatness, you master living from the pillar of infinite support, and you master living from embodying infinite conscious co-creation, you will change thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of lives. And nobody has to read the book except for you, because this book is about tapping into your latent and innate power and potentiality. And that power and potentiality is limitless. So I don't need everybody to have read it. I need to read it and embody it. And so it was in that knowing that I wrote the book, knowing that I got to come back to it again and again and again, every time I'm in the space of not creating what it is that I desire, knowing that there's something in that book that is going to tell me exactly where I am in the journey, exactly what I need to do, exactly where I need to release, and exactly where I need to lean in. And I just have to follow my own blueprint. So I want you to write the book for you or write the book for your best friend or your partner or your child. You know, whoever that one person is, on every page, allow yourself to see them consuming it. Will it make sense to them? They are the only person that it needs to make sense to. And if the answer is yes, great, write it. The second big tip, I've kind of already shared it actually just in the introduction is treat your writing and launching your book like having a baby. Another analogy that I have really latched onto is just imagine that everything that you're doing, every conversation that you are having is planting seeds. Like that's it. And that is what made my book publication day in the end so fun. Because to start with, I'm like, and how many confirmations have we had in? And how many of this? And how many of this? It was like 10 here, 10 there, 10 here. And I found myself being a bit like, oh my God, that's a lot of work for like 10 confirmations or this. And then I was like, no, 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 no. One, you have no idea who is buying the book and not sending in their receipts. You have no idea about that. But two, you have no idea how many people are going to tune into this conversation today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I was able to speak to some absolutely incredible human beings with incredible audiences in terms of reach. I then at the other end of the spectrum was speaking to people who had audiences of 2,000, 3,000, 5,000. So not big in the, like comparatively, but people that potentially have never heard of me. And at that point in time, are not going to buy a book, but they saw me in my dress talking to my friend and something, a seed was planted. And that gets to be really, really exciting. Like, can I treat every opportunity as just a seed? The reason that that's so powerful is it detaches me from needing to experience the result in real time in order to feel complete in order to feel like this is worth it. And instead, I can just have more and more and more fun 
as I allow myself to lean into the possibility of that seed becoming a sapling, becoming a tree that's part of a forest that is going to live on way beyond my physical body. And so publication date was about me planting seeds for a forest. I wonder for you, whether you're writing a book or not, whether you can think about every single piece of content in that way. Every conversation, every video, like how exciting can you allow it to be when you tune into the frequency of this is a seed and, you know, I used the metaphor of a forest, but maybe it's a magical mystery bucket of seeds and maybe that seed is an orchid and that seed is a bamboo and that seed is an oak tree and that seed like maybe we don't know what is going to come into bloom instead of a forest is the most magnificent garden that is full of surprises I'm more here for that like it gets to be so much fun when we think about our behavior and our actions in that way, it really changes the energy into something that is abundance-led as opposed to result-led, which can feel exhausting. Tip number three is to pick a title that people can get behind. And I think that I did this inadvertently with Infinite Receiving. I think that It's certainly not an uncool message to share online. The subtle art of not giving a fuck is like a statement. Like this is the camp that I am living in. I don't give a shit, you know. And for some people, that's cool. For some people, it's a declaration. For some people, it's that that's what they're stepping into. Some people, they're already affiliated with that mindset and It says something powerful and potent about you. Now, I do not think that we have nailed it to that extent with Infinite Receiving. And at the same time, that title holds a frequency that for people who are in the right slipstream, they feel it. And so sharing that they are in a space of infinite receiving, like that is the goal, that is the intention, that is cool. I mean, it's certainly not uncool. And so I feel that inadvertently we did that with the title of this book. When you're thinking about writing your book, what is a title that you're not going to want to hide when you're on the tube? I remember when I was reading Mama Gina's book, Pussy. I was like, I need to get this on Kindle because This feels a little bit too bold for where I am in my journey right now to just be like on the tube reading this book. And the title of that book, so important, so important. It was a reclamation and it will have certainly missed out on some of the social virality in real life because It's a little bit bold. It's a little bit bold. So it is that fine line, I think, of subverting when you're really going for it, like subverting the norms, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. The guy was saying he thinks that was the first book that used the F word in the title, which obviously comes with its own issues when it comes to advertising and things like that. It was subverting, disrupting the norm 
and then giving people a club that they really wanted to be a part of. So is the title of your book a club that you would want to be a part of? And if not yet, what would need to shift in order to make it so? And you can poll your audience. It's like, is this sexy? Is this sexy? Is this sexy? Like A, B or C, what do you think? See which one gets the most traction. Tip number four is to be the embodiment of the book. And I loved it when he shared this because this is it. Like this is my work. I've written it from a place of imperfection, as in who I am. And I have stated that right throughout the pages of the book. And then my only mission from now until the mission evolves is to be the embodiment of the book. What Charlie says is that people can feel that. When we're not in prove it mode, when we're not trying to show people how clever we are or how much we know, when we're just being real and authentic and not preachy and not guru-y because we feel like in order for people to take us seriously, we need to pretend that we have a PhD in whatever it is. Or in order for people to take us seriously, we need to tell people what the theory is whilst knowing that we are nowhere near that in our own journey. That people can smell a mile away. And so perhaps you're not ready yet. And I think that that's what is interesting about my two books. I know what the books are, but my life isn't ready for them yet. I can't, if I were to write them now, it would be so I could say, oh, I've got the trilogy of books, but I'm not the embodiment of books two and three yet. And I'm not sure which one is going to come first. I'm excited about when they do. I mean, it could be a lifetime, but there's no way I'm going to write them without knowing that I am the full embodiment of the text. People can smell that. People can feel your authenticity. People can feel your integrity. And ultimately that will help you sell or repel people from your book. Tip number five, I think is the most valuable practical tip, which I don't think that I 100% nailed with this book because I didn't know before I'd heard. But your chapter one should be juicy. Your chapter one should set the scene for what is possible. There needs to be a paradigm shift, a perspective shift, an aha moment that blows people away. And from that space, it's maintaining the intrigue, the curiosity, the value right from chapter one. And in the nonfiction world, this happens actually, I think, more frequently when it comes to fiction. You start on a cliffhanger and then it's the unfolding of the book throughout the chapters. Whereas with nonfiction, a hypothesis will be made, then you will be hit with the theory of the hypothesis. So by the time you get to part two of the book, you're gagging for it. So it's like, give me the method. <laughs> I trust you. I trust you. I don't want to read all the theory. Just give me the method. And so that was super helpful to know, to just start with the method, start with the aha, start with the big idea. And then you can use the subsequent chapters to go deeper on that and share the theory on why it works simultaneously. So I really, really loved that insight too. So that's it. There are my five tips for you. I hope that you have found this episode super, super valuable. Obviously, we were talking about it in relation to books, but guess what? Everything that I've shared 
actually can apply to pretty much all content that you create. So I would love to see how you are implementing it. And if you notice any changes, please hit me up. The other thing that I want to invite you to do is go and buy Infinite Receiving the Book if you haven't done so already. I am loving my work more and more and more. And it is touching my heart in a way that I don't think I was quite able to imagine before I launched this work. To see people highlighting and underlining and drawing boxes and flowers and hearts in the pages of their book as more and more things resonate with them is just such a trip. So please go and buy the book if you haven't done so already. We are giving a seven days complimentary membership to the gateway, which there's already incredible content in there. So all you need to do is email your proof of purchase to hey at Susie Ashworth and we will hook you up. And if you know anybody that just needs a little a little of these golden nuggets. Also, I invite you to share this podcast with just one new person in your world. That would be amazing. Right. You're incredible. Thank you so much for being here. And please remember that faith plus action equals miracles. Thank you for listening to Infinite Receiving with me, Susie Ashworth. I'd love to share with you my Infinite Receiving activation audio. Go to susieashworth.com forward slash activate infinite receiving.